Hello and welcome back to another episode with me, Cheryl Diane, creator of With Women in Mind, the podcast. I am so stoked to have you here to listen to my two cents worth of, or maybe a dollar or a couple of dollars worth of that topic, I am enough. Hmm. I'm enough. And I will start this episode by saying that um, I know that I'm enough because God said that he foreknew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. So if you're a believer in God and he knew who you were before you were formed in your mother's womb, before you were a twinkle in your, your mother was a twinkle in your father's eyes, and it also says that God knows the number of hairs on your head, that I am enough. And you find me referencing God all the time because I'm a believer. I am a true believer. I am, I am not a churchy lady. I'm a believer in God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I make no apologies about it. So you'll always hear me including God in it. As we begin to talk a little bit about being enough, you know, I want to start off this, seg this segment by talking about um, this, to me, it's like a newly minted kind of like a pumped up something that's about self-care, you know. I'm an esthetician, was an esthetician before I became an image consultant, and I know why I got into that field. I had um, like a calling on my life to do good things. Because I felt as growing up as a, as a young girl that there were people, certain people who always tried to put me down. And uh, I, I felt as though I needed to always make myself feel and look good. Plus, I had a father who was very into appearances. You couldn't step outside of the house into the yard to play with your T-shirt not being pressed. If it was crumpled up out of the clothes basket, let me tell you, send you back inside to get the iron out and press it out. Simple as that. You had to be neat all the time here, combed all the time. So I grew up with that sort of a attitude about, uh, about um, taking care of myself. So I had that pride about, uh, about you know, my parents from a little girl. You know, I always had that. My parents raised us like that, you know. And um, so I wanted to do something to help others feel good. And I kind of thought about nursing for a little while because it's about caring. Didn't want to be a doctor. Never like the cliche things, doctor, lawyer. Nothing wrong with it, but I was never, I, I was a rebel and I didn't know that. Um, you know, uh, you know. so I, I kind of wanted to do something that would help um, young girls and women feel better about themselves. So I thought about nursing. And then um, the career part, I started thinking, thought, started thinking, you know, nurses did all the dirty work. Eh? They had to drain the blood. They had, you know, the doctors said, oh, you know, I said, mm. and I like the blood part of it. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not scornful, but I'm just a little bit kind of um, creeped out by, by too much blood and that kind of stuff. I mean, if I have to deal with it, I will deal with it head on. But it's not something that I, that's not my go-to thing. And then somewhere along the journey, I started to study um, accounting. Actually started to work in that field. And where somewhere along the line, the field of aesthetics came to my forefront. Some, it came to, I got to know about it. I became very interested. And the rest is history. Went, studied, got certified, got my diplomas and stuff, and came back home and decided to open a skincare and body clinic, which is now called Spas all over the place, right? 
something. They've shortened it into spa, more of a sort of a frivolous thing rather than skincare and by taking care of people. But I took care of people back in those in that time. And I taught my clients who I had for many years, because this was spent over 30 years, right? And, and I taught my clients always to love themselves, to take taking care of themselves, taking care of their skin and their bodies was always so important. Having their hair nicely groomed was always so important. So now when I hear everybody, people who not even in this field, talking about self-care and everybody want to have candles and stuff, candles are nice. So I'm not criticizing anybody, don't, don't throw stones. But a candle, I don't know how, how that comes into self-care to me. Real self-care comes from that mindset, loving yourself first, being able to understand that God loves me. I'm a special person. I am beautiful in my own right, because I don't know who set the standards for beauty. I don't know who decided what was better looking than who, but it is out there, right? But being able to look in the mirror and decide that I am a beautiful human being. I am who I am. I'm not perfect because nobody's perfect, but I am a beautiful human being. And being able to own that is the first step to me in self-care. And then the other things is that learning to dress properly, learning to own your body, not feeling as though you have to save money or borrow or beg or do something illegitimate to get money to go and get a BBL or to enhance your bus line. They are push a brass for that. And there's certain types of clothes that fit you really nice to make your derriere look, you know, good, and the exercise that can be done. You, you know, that is, to me is self-care. Self-love is self-care. Taking care of yourself. The candles and so are like, maybe like the icing or a little frosting on the cake. But self-care is like the butter and the baking of that cake to perfection. When that sponge makes that little crack at the top, and when you cut slice, it is nice and, and soft and moist on the inside that is self-care taking care of you loving who you are first understanding why you're here you know not waking up every, every day and thinking about what somebody said about you yesterday and who said you were ugly and who told you didn't have a good figure i was that many times not not that i was ugly but i didn't have a good shape someone told me once that i didn't have a negro shape because i didn't have enough tail end well i don't know what the negro shape is I am a Caribbean woman of all kinds of blended things that Caribbean people are. And what God gave us, I sit on something and I like it. And that's where we have to start. Liking who we are. Knowing how to dress that figure. Now, one of the things I learned early is to knowing how to dress that figure. Certain, certain styles are not for me, right? I know there's certain influencers and my fingers are always in quotes when I'm seeing these things who wear the same thing every single time and people oh she's looking so beautiful she's in a tie dress excuse me she's in a cat suit excuse me every single time it may have a different shape by the sleeve or by the neckline or different color different texture fabric but it is the same thing because these people have to find a way to show off their expensively curated bodies self-love and self-care starts with loving who you are understanding your body type understanding how to dress that body type embracing who you are walking with your shoulders up, up square not thinking about what other people think about you all the time i'm not going to fit in because i'm too dark you know that's how that's a big topic in the caribbean this complexion thing you know you never hear somebody say they're too fair they're too light skin 
It's always that I'm too dark. That wouldn't look good at me because I'm too dark. That lipstick wouldn't look good at me because I, you know, because of my complexion. I was always a dark-skinned person. I want to say, if you start by loving who you are, let me tell you something. Almost anything you put your mind to and like would look good on you. I am saying that. So self-care to me is not just about going to the spa. Of course, I'm an advocate of spas because I owned a business like that for many years. I'm an advocate of going to do your saunas, doing your massages, doing your facials. I am big into that. That's my thing, right? But that doesn't make you, that's not the only way you could take care of yourself. you got to first know that that is just like dressing around who you are on the inside. Because all of this self-love and self-care comes from the inside. How you feel about yourself. That's where that comes from. That's what self-care to me, that is what means. And self-care, as the cliche says, is never selfish. Wanting to wake up every single morning and make sure your hair is nicely laid and your skin is looking beautiful and glowing and your, 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 what you're going to be wearing fits you right is not frivolous. It is not vain. Because how you present yourself is how people would see you. That is loving who you are enough to want to always show up right. Not going out there looking to see what other people um, are wearing, what they're saying, right? One of the things that is a huge thing for me when I'm counseling women and when I'm talking to them about their self-image and, and doing their one-on-one -on -one with them with their, with their image consultation, is for them to stop looking at other people. I'm not saying you can't admire. I'm not saying you might see somebody on the runway or on the red carpet with a dress and say, oh, I love that because I love looking at fashion on the runway. That's one of my things. On any those award shows, I mean, I, I don't even look at the show. I want to see the fashion. I want to see the colors that they're wearing because that's my thing. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. What I'm saying is understand who you are. Decide who you are. And, and, and believe for yourself, for yourself, beyond each other, that you are enough. You are enough for your profession. You are enough to walk on a red carpet like everybody else. You are enough to, 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 to drive the car you want. You are enough to get the man of your dreams. You are enough to get the children that God bless. You are enough to have the home that you love. You are enough to speak up and speak your mind. You are enough to start a podcast. You are enough. You know? And I try my best every single day not to allow people's opinions of me to interfere how I think about myself. And I know another cliche thing is that people's opinion of me is really their own and not mine. It's cliche, but it's real. Whatever you think of me when you listen to my voice, that's your opinion. For me, I'm an eloquent, smart, bright woman. And I am given the freedom by God and I give myself the freedom to speak up and to use the voices he has given me for such a time as this. So the thing is, everyone, we all have options. There are people I don't listen to at all. There are those who I love to listen to every single day. There are those who I started off listening to, and then after a while I was like, uh, no, had enough, right? So the option is always yours, whether you want to listen to me or not. But whatever opinion you form about me, I can bet you, sweetie, that is your opinion. And really has nothing to do with me. My opinion of me is one of high esteem. Confidence, proud woman, decided knowing who I am and knowing exactly where I'm going to know what my mission is. Here to speak to other women, to 
help them, to motivate them, to inspire them, to own who they are and stand up for themselves, to walk in confidence in who they are and not depend on other people, to decide who they are for them. I mean, we have coaches, we have teachers, we have mentors who we look up to. We have people who we look up to in our life. All of us have that. You know, there are people in my life who I thought were the best thing, like some teachers who taught me, some of my coaches, one of my coaches, I love her, her story, you know, I, I, and I admire from how she's risen out of, up out of the ashes and become the woman she is today. And there are, other, there are others who are, have not been my personal coach, but who have been in their presence. And when you hear their stories and see where they, where they are today, I'm very proud of them. So I admire them. So it's not that I don't admire people, but I admire me first. I love me first. Aside from that, I love who I am. Because I am sure that God knows who I am. And once he knows who I am and he gives approval to me, honey, that's all I need. So today I want to run through some things. So stop looking at other people. Stop scrolling through media to get validation for who you are. Stop scrolling through media and looking at rich people, kids who, you know, born into stuff and who all over social media, if you look at their life and their background, you know they're not happy. Okay, by the time you're 22, you've dated 50 people. Something's wrong with that. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, take it easy already, okay? Take your time already, okay? So a couple points in um, understanding that you are enough, you know? You'd never compare yourself to other people, right? It is something that people do all the time, right? When you look, if you look at people through other people through the lens of compassion and understanding rather than judging them and jealousy, you're better able to see them for what they are human beings. We're all flawed human beings. They're beautifully and perfectly imperfect people, right? Going through the same type of stuff that you have to go through. Because some people we look at, especially those on social media, who put all of those false things out there, that we think are so on point, we will be surprised to know what they're going through in their personal life. So being enough is important. Self-care, self-love, key to being, to knowing that you are enough. The next point is your mind can be a convincing liar. Be careful what you think about. We need to be able to, to learn to control our mind. Sometimes our thoughts just carry us in some unhealthy directions. And it can be very tiring. And some of those thoughts sometimes come from things that people say to us. So it stays and it lingers. We have to learn to shake things up. I know it's not easy. It's not as easy as just saying words, but if we make up our mind, but listen, whatever, whoever, what's her name said about me yesterday, that was derogatory or, or negative, I know that's not true about me. So I'm going to shake that off. Sometimes we may have to go the extra mind to clear our names, depending on how deep that that goes. If it, if it, let's say it goes out to other people who may, who that person may be able to influence. So sometimes we may have to clear up your name, but most of the time, what you stand for and your, your whole attitude towards life, every, all the other people will see you and know who you are without even, you even opening them out to speak and say a single word. Attitude goes a long way, right? There is, um, the other point is that, um, there's more right to you than is wrong with you. You're beautiful. I'm beautiful. I mean, when people talk about imperfect figures and pretty eyes and a good nose and good lips, 
Who told you that mine is not good? I mean, where that, is that written in the Bible? Is that written somewhere in a book that said, I don't have the right, the prettiest eyes, and I don't have the best nose or the best lips or the best figure? Who says so? That's your mindset. If I look in the mirror and I see myself as being a beautiful, upstanding woman that I am, then you could say what you want, you know, honey. I know who I am, right? We are more right than wrong about who we are, right? And the other point is, another point is, we need love the most when we feel we deserve it the least. We all need love the most when we feel we deserve it the least, right? Some people find it difficult to accept love. I, I counsel young women all the time. And I told one recently, I said, every time somebody of some kind of standing or something comes along and they show interest in you, you push them away. And you always try to, you always tend to cling to those who, I mean, they might be a little more popular or whatever with popular other people and stuff. But if you, if you look at their life, they're really not amounting to anything. And they're not giving you the respect that you deserve. You need to find out, figure out for yourself, maybe get seek some therapy and figure out why you tend to push off those people who genuinely show you love and care. Because that's a real thing. It happens all the time. Right? The other point is, and I have these points listed out in front of me, is that we have to fully accept and make peace with what's happening in our life now and feel satisfied with what is to come later. Right? We have to fully accept and make peace with our now before we can reach and feel satisfied with our later. One of the things that I learned about making changes and reaching out for the next rung on the ladder is that we cannot feel fully satisfied with where we are going until we accept, acknowledge, and appreciate where we are at this very moment. If we embrace and make peace with where we are, our journey going forward will be so much more worthwhile. Right? It's so much more peaceful and rewarding and satisfying because we'll be heading somewhere. You know, like uh, there's an old um, lady friend that I had. She used to always say that she told her daughter, and I mean, I, I know that I've heard it said other people, but she said she told her daughter who said she needed to buy a new car, who kept driving this, driving this old car for years and years, but she kept saying, I need to buy a new car. She said that if you don't get rid of that old car, you will never make space for the new one in your life. And it's like that. We need to be grateful for our now. Whatever is happening in our life now, accept it, acknowledge it, and work on our future so that we will have the capacity to move forward in our lives and know that we are enough. Okay? The other um, thing is to focus on our progress rather than progress, um, perfection because nobody's perfect. I don't care what you see those people on TV saying, those reality shows saying, they're not perfect at all. If you look at their broken lives, all the nonsense, 10 cars in the garage, all over whatever price, so many houses, vacation houses, and they are so unhappy, you could tell it by their lives, the lives that they live, the things they say about other people. Focus on your progress and not on perfection. And look at how far you've come. You've all grown. Nobody's side of life at the age of 30, 40, 50, or 60 plus. We all came out as babies, right? So we have to look at our progress in life and keep on moving to see 
you know, our progress to see where we where we heading. Keep on planning and working on ourselves on a daily basis, right? Instead of berating ourselves for messing up and stumbling backwards, call it falling forward or fall instead of stumbling backwards. Let's call it falling forward and give ourselves a pat on the back for even trying, right? And getting up and moving forward. The next point, the last one in this episode. You can't hate your way into loving yourself. Telling yourself that you're a failure, saying things out loud, you know, that you're not good enough, and feeling that everybody's moved on, especially when you have your school reunions, and this one has a PhD, that one's been a pilot, and I'm just this, I'm, you know, you're not just, nobody's just that. You chose a career path, even if it's, it means to, to, to be a domestic helper and you have done that for 30 years, let me tell you something. There must be some kind of some good thing in you cleaning houses, forming a company to clean houses, right? There must be something why, why you stayed the course over, over 30 years, even 10 years, right? Some stretching so far. 10 years, 5 years, 10 years. There must be some kind of merit to that. So give yourself an, a, a pat on the back, right? Love yourself a little bit more and understand Telling yourself that living up to your full potential will help, won't help you reach a higher potential. Tell yourself, you're, telling yourself that you're worthless and unlovable won't make you feel any more worthy or lovable. That's a cliche. And it's very annoying and simple. But the only way to achieve self-love is to love yourself regardless of who you are and where you are, where you're standing now in life. You are enough just as you are. And self-love will be a bit easier every time you, you tell yourself that. So maybe you need to have some mantras. Get up every day and say, I am enough. I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of giving love. I'm worthy of everything good. Nothing good with God at hold from his twos and ones. Get up every day and say that to yourself. I'm a strong woman. I'm a, I'm a beautiful woman. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of my achievements. I'm proud of where I'm heading. Maybe we need to wake up every single morning and sit, look into the mirror and say that ourselves. I mean, what was that Mary J. Blight song that she does in her last album? Get up and sing to yourself in the mirror. Good morning, gorgeous. Every time I hear those, I say, wow. Good morning, gorgeous. I am gorgeous. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am everything God created me to be, I am a work in progress and I don't need to be perfect. God, God didn't ask me to be perfect. So if a man, woman, or child asks me to be perfect, to be perfect, tell them to look in at the beam in their own eye. Tell them to look at their reflection in the mirror because I am not perfect. I'm trying my best every single day. I know I'm loved. I know I'm special. And I know for a fact that today, Cheryl, Diane, Campbell, Subing is enough. Call your name out loud and say, I am enough. So I thank you for this time. My little rant there today, because I'm serious about this, this topic. You are enough. I will see you guys again in the next episode of It Women in Mind. It's a movement, huh? It's a movement. Thank you so much for listening in.